Hey, Mickey. Cameron, how are you? Good, thanks. Good, thanks. We were just discussing how I'm in a little tiny, weeny little room in an office. It's called the TARDIS. Oh, the TARDIS. Yeah. <laughs> and it's made of glass. I love it. All glass on two two walls, and then this foam stuff on on two walls on one wall, like st- soundproof stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't like think it's designed for, but I thought, oh, maybe this might be quite a good a little office to do a podcast in. I'll yeah, call it that's my awesome. Tata st- Studio, the Tata Studio. Oh, I like it. Whereas yeah. I'm in my childhood dining room. Yes. <laughs> so I might just call this the dining room. Yep, and I can see that you've got your your dad's beer bottle collection up there on on the shelf. Yes, yes, and then in a room beside me, there are literally thousands of vinyl records. He collects them. He's adapted. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it is pretty cool. That literally like walls of yeah, and I don't even know. Dad says he has to actually just decide what he's going to listen to this day, Mm. what genre, yeah, or what year, yeah, or what artist. Because otherwise you'd just continue to ser- sort of cycle through your favorite yeah. five, never listen to any of them. So I like his dedication to the cause. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's good. Oh, like on Spotify, I've got access to have many million songs, but um, my year, <laughs> you know, how they, they gave you that year in review or whatever in Spotify. And I only yeah, listened yeah, to yeah. like six, <laughs> six different songs or something. A, f- a few more, but like. Those six songs were like made up 95% of my my listening for the year. But. Well, I don't know about you, but I am similar to that. And I love a song and I love it when it comes to my Spotify. But if I, but actually, if I, I love it when it's on shuffle and I love it when I listen to the radio, but I seldom do I actually, but if it just comes on, if I'm expecting it, I don't love it as much. I don't know what mm. that is. I like the surprise of my songs rather than the, uh, you know, predictability of what I listen to. Uh, okay. No, I like That's to loop strange. them. I like to loop <laughs> my songs over and over again. Hey, so good news. We launched We launched our podcast. Amazing. Um, yeah, but if you're listening, you already know that. If yes, that is true. Listeners already know that because otherwise they wouldn't yeah. be listening. Yeah. So we've got our, got our first four episodes up, I think. Oh, fantastic. Yep. And we've got a we've got a name on the line. I really Again. love. That. And do you do we need to describe or explain why that is, or people should just be cool enough to know about it? Yeah, yeah, I think they should be cool enough to know about it, and then maybe they yeah. can Google they can Google the 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 scene, maybe look it up and then go from there. But I think it gives us lots of flexibility around what we might talk about, you know, because it could be on the line as in on on the line on the internet. Yes. On the line as in you put stuff on the line, like in business. Yep. On the line yes, as in you could be on the line like we are now, like you're on one end of the line and I'm on the other end of the line. Yep. Or we can just call it OTL. Oh, we could. There you go. <laughs> Magical. There you go. That's great. Magical. That's great. Well, I'm excited that we're on the line. That's awesome. Yep. Yep. And we had one download already, but... Oh. Because of my knowledge of how um, Spotify works, yeah, Spotify stores the files, it just downloads at once and stores the file and then the downloads don't count. So basically Spotify has downloaded our podcast to put it up there. So, but anyway, we're on Spotify. It's exciting. It's we're amazing. on Apple iTunes and we're on all, of, we're on all of the things and all of the places. Well, I'm going to need to tell all my people. Yeah. 
thanks to Transistor, which is the yes. tool that we use for your other podcast and in this podcast. So if you're looking to host a podcast, check out transistor.fm. So, yeah, amazing. Yep, the founders share a lot of stuff online, and I've been following him, Justin Jackson, for many years learning about entrepreneurship. So he struggled a lot for his first years of his entrepreneurial journey and has yeah. finally got really successful with this with his Transistor FM podcast hosting platform. So congratulations. Can I ask him? Yep. Can I did he start with Transistor or did he start elsewhere and sort of gravitate to this space? So no, he didn't. He started with so he's like at a marketing background so worked in marketing yeah. and product for various startups and then and then had some communities that he was trying to make money on like Mark he wrote a, he wrote a book marketing for developers and then tried a bunch of other community based stuff and I think he might have tried one other software platform earlier as well but then so basically learned a lot of stuff by making mistakes and and not having successful things which is really yeah. just how Everyone needs to, well, 99% of everyone who ever makes it to something that they deem as being successful, whatever whatever that is for them, will end up not, will end up failing with most things before they do. And I think if you dig, if you dig deeper into, like you often see stories of, you know, great success stories and they often brush over all of the failures that they had. But if you find anyone that's been really successful in anything, you'll find like 10 failures yeah before before that so yeah well good you got to go through it figure stuff out and that's how you learn by not quite totally. getting things not quite getting things right yeah the whole way so this morning i had my uh, business coaching call oh fantastic uh, yep and i contributed again which is one of one of my things that i try and hold myself accountable Two on those calls to actually get an opportunity to, to speak. I use try and use that to keep myself accountable. So mm -hmm. always have to try and actually do some stuff to come up with some things that I'm going to talk about, which is really hard if you haven't done, if you haven't made much progress during the week. So that's good. And I shared that a few a few episodes ago, or last episode, you and I were talking about how I was using you as my shining star to get myself better habits of yes. writing blog posts. Yeah, so, awesome. yep. So I'm three weeks in now. Every Monday, I've written a draft blog post. Two have been published so far and one is in the process of being published. So that's been good. And I used in this, this coaching course, they have a framework called the perfect day and perfect week. Mm. So it's, basically a holistic thing where it's not just your work stuff because you know that if you if you try and separate your work stuff with your life stuff and keep them separate it's almost impossible to get everything done so like yeah. if you're trying to plan each of those things separately it just doesn't seem to work if you don't have a nine to five job anyway that's for sure yes what were you going to say? I was going to say, so it's the integration. So the perfect day and the perfect week is the integration of the two. So you feel yep. like you're productive and, and not just not productive in your life life, but more sort of you're really satisfied and content with 
and you're productive in your mm. work and you're not feeling overstretched. Yep, yep. So the idea behind it is that if what's the point? So you can't you don't separate what you're doing to be successful in your business, you don't separate what you're doing in your business versus what you do in your life. Because yeah. the only reason that we're doing this thing, because it's hard to like try and create your own business is because so you can have the freedom to do the things that you want to do in your life. So yeah, as well definitely. as like the practical, the practical nature of if you want to be able to do, so I've got in my perfect day a week, I fit in surfing and I fit in running and I fit in weight training and I fit in time with Nikki, fit in podcasting. So all of these things. So as well as like making sure that you fit these things in and writing a broadcast, a, a blog on a Monday and doing a webinar every few weeks or whatever, as well as the practical nature of fitting those all things in that you have to play, put them all together. It also gives you motivation for when you're planning that you have to write a blog post on Monday and it, like I actually quite enjoy it, but it's not always enjoyable. Yeah. But because you've planned all these other things in as well, it's like, yes, I'm, I've planned in to write this blog post, blog post on Monday afternoon. So on Wednesday morning, I can go surfing because I've written the blog post and the blog post in whatever amount of time it takes to make a difference to the business will eventually mean that I can still go surfing on Wednesday morning because I've created that stuff for myself. So yeah. the practical nature of planning plus the motivation of planning things that you might not want to do versus planning things that you do want to do and knowing that if you're not doing that thing that you don't want to do, there's no way you're ever going to be able to sustain doing this thing on Wednesday morning that isn't work if you're not putting work into your business. Anyway. Totally. So it's sort of like, I think we've said this before in the podcast, that anyone that said that when you work in a job you love or your passion, you never work a day in your life, it's just lying to you. <laughs> exactly. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. that's just bollocks, isn't it? Yep, because whatever it is you're passionate about isn't you can't just do that for your whole day. No. And then expect for your business to take off, you know. So yeah, yeah, there's lots of stuff that you need to do in and around that that you won't even realize that you need to do until you start you start trying to figure things out in your business. Okay. So yeah, but it all makes it more worthwhile when you, you have to you struggle through all of these difficult things to make stuff I think as well it just it's all just runs on the board as well helps you build confidence like when you do something that you find hard not necessarily the just you either find it hard to motivate yourself to do it or you find the actual task hard then you just feel like ah okay well you know I was able to do that so what else can I then do so you sort of roll into your week feeling more productive and and I often think if I have a couple of really good productive days, it almost sets me up for the week. And it doesn't mean that every single day is as productive as the other or I spend the same amount of time doing stuff as I might on a good full-on productive day. But I've still got that afterglow of being productive early in the week, which I quite like. Yep, totally. And as well as the positives, keeps you positive, it also stops you being from, from getting a bit negative. So, yes. yep, so I've been feeling a bit of anxiety Lately, I'm not too sure, maybe around the busyness of Christmas time or whatever, or the change of the seasons or mm. whatever it might be. And if you spend a day where you're distracted 
and not that productive, my anxiety always gets worse because I know in myself I haven't done the things that I need to do to to make life easier or better in the long run. And that mm. and that stresses me out. So if I have a good day of productivity, then then I'm more confident and carry on, you know, so that sort of success um, breed success or whatever, you know. So if you're successful one day, yeah. it's much easier to just carry on because you don't yeah. have to dig yourself out of a hole of one day where you haven't been productive. Not to say that you won't have those days where you're not productive and sometimes maybe you should just give up for the day or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't I do sometimes as you get into this bad habit where you're only you, you're half in. Mm-hmm. So you're not really being productive, but you're sitting at your desk thinking like, oh, at least I'm at my desk messing around, but actually you're, you're not really doing anything useful. So, you know, you should either be focused and working, working hard towards something or go and do something else that isn't work, but is still productive in, yeah. in your life, you know, like go ex- exercise or do something fun or just bought a guitar actually. So I'm, le- I'm relearning guitar again. Oh, amazing. Yep. So learning Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, great. Yep. So Nikki keeps asking. Give us a rendition. <laughs> yep. So I'm only playing one song and Nikki keeps asking me, oh, what, what song are you playing now? <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's, the same. <laughs> it's the same song I've been playing the whole time maybe obviously it just sounds different each time I try and play it but yeah so but it's a work in progress that's sort of something that I've I've touched on just like surfing actually quite a lot of times over my lifetime I've had a guitar and sort of started to learn and learned a little bit and then sort of drifted away from it so hopefully like surfing now like surfing sort of probably a fixed thing in my life now yeah where hopefully guitar will be the same. And then basically yeah. I'll be Jack Johnson. Amazing. <laughs> you basically will. But an even more successful Jack Johnson because you also have a successful IT business because oh, exactly. you really do. Jack, so, yeah. Jack, Jack Johnson 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny, Cam, I had a conversation with one of my colleagues this morning. She's over in the States and she wanted to just touch base because we've been in the same business course. And she's just having a, she's such a fantastic, experienced, intelligent, and really, really knowledgeable woman in her space, but she's having a complete crisis of confidence and she cannot move out of her own way to make a step to actually move on in her business stuff, which just really reminded me of how important just even the small stuff is to build confidence and to get those runs on the board, you know, like, She's really interested in in a particular area to do with her skill set, but I've never seen that on her Insta or her social. She only ever talks about two other things, which I thought she was all about. But this morning mm. she told me she was about this other thing. I'm like, I have never seen that. So we have to. So we sort of came up with a plan to help her introduce the topic because I because she's just having a bit of anxiety around the idea that this is something new to her audience and they might not recognize it as part of her content or. But it is completely related. It's just a tangent, yep. as we all do. So, but we've just really talked about some really super simple things she could do to start to uh, transition more towards what she's truly wanting to talk about, where she sees real value, where she can really help people without 
losing her or her current audience which really like her for this other thing even though they're related but right now she's stuck in that space of not wanting to mention it in case because she doesn't know sort of the next steps you know i don't know yeah yeah so yep totally and she's probably overthinking a little bit yes and, she um, is just needs to start and you know because what's the worst that could happen there like do a couple of posts see what the reaction see what the engagement's like and then yeah I'm actually there, going you know? to introduce you to her. I'm going to do an e, e email introduction because oh, I think cool. you could really help at least help streamline some of the stuff. Because the thing is, is this is something you don't realize, I think, because it's so innate and you know it, is that the IT space for someone like me, who's a nutritionist, that's what I do. And she is an exercise specialist. That's what she does. The whole online space is actually the platform stuff and how everything fits together and works, funnels and stuff like that. Even the most simple concepts are quite intimidating if you don't have your head around them. Yep. So, and having someone who knows what they're talking about and has systems in place that can help with that, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And often it's, like it's just a few simple things to help save time and streamline things yeah. that most people don't even think of, yeah. which is just like really like common common knowledge to me and second nature. But you always forget when you do you know that that common knowledge isn't in a specific yeah. field isn't it's only common in the with the people who are you know in your field. So most other people yeah. have no idea, and that's I think yeah. what a lot of coaches struggle with that as well. Like they don't want to like share stuff that they think's too obvious, but it's, it's not, ob it's only obvious to them because they, they know and they've got decades of experience or whatever, but most things not obvious to people as well. Like, especially if you, your first time thinking about nutrition and, you know, it's so surprising how little people know about the foods that they eat. And how, you know, little people know about the sports that they just beginners in, like triathlon mm. or even, even running, you know, yeah. running shoes or the type of runs you should be doing, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. So my blog post thing, I just wanted to talk through like the process of it at the moment. Yeah, cool. Because talking about streamlining stuff. So at the moment, it's quite cool and I'm enjoying it quite a lot. I don't know if you've heard of something that's sort of blown up in the last month or so and it's it's ai based so artificial intelligence based yeah so there's this business called open ai so yeah. they're like an ai technology company and the basics of ai is you have the, all of these computers that do this stuff and then you need to build a model and a model is like basically artificial intelligence that learns stuff based on inputs mm -hmm. that people give it. So basically you train it. So you train this model and stuff. So they've opened up, had this model around for a while called GPT. So it's at version three at the moment. They've just released this thing called chat GPT. I'm not going to go into any technical details about it. Mm -hmm. Chat GPT, which is like GPT version 3.5. So basically that's the model. So it's like a, just yep. think of it as a person. So now this chat one, it's conversational. So you can go into a, like a little chat interface at OpenAI and you can talk to it like you were talking to a colleague or something. And it knows lots okay. of stuff and it's learning every day. 
So the first bit of my process now of writing a blog is to go and chat to chat GPT and ask it mm -hmm. a few questions about the topic that I'm thinking about the, the blog for. So you can actually type in, please write me a blog post about X, and it will actually write you an entire blog post. Mm. But the thing with that is that it's like, it's okay. Like, it's just okay. Like, if you're an expert in the field, you would read it and go, mm, that's not quite right. Or no, that's not quite right. Yeah. So I've been using it. I've been plugging in my ideas and giving it topics. And then it comes up with stuff. And then you have a start having a conversation with it. And then I'm like, oh, how would you write this if I was to write that? Or what can you think of? So I came up with these like five. Um, so the blog post I'm currently writing is why coaches should understand the mistakes that people make when they don't have a coach. Yeah. So, so coaches should understand that because if they understand that, they can use that sort of stuff in their marketing copy to say, you know, you won't make these mistakes, blah, 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 if you hire me as a coach, you know, and that's the yeah. the basics of it. So I had all these ideas in my head that I've been thinking about for a while. And then I plugged those in and said, do you have any other ideas about this? So it gave me like five more ideas. So it's actually amazing. Like it's actually amazing. Anyway, so I use that process to basically just um, get the creative juices flowing and amazing. to help me yeah. with ideas. And basically then you still have to be an expert because it gets a lot of things wrong. So yeah. then, so then like, oh yeah, won't take, I'll take that out. I'll take this out, but I'll use this because that's well-written and stuff like that. So really good also if you, if you're not a great writer. So anyway, so that's, oh. that's go, go, sorry. I was just going to say that having a resource like that is so helpful for not just if you're not a great writer, actually less than that, more about you have an idea of what you want to write but you're not quite sure how to frame, or actually that's what you're mm. saying, a good writer, but even just ideas, you know, yeah. like something will throw you up ideas because sometimes it's much easier if you've got content already because there are hardly ever original ideas. Like, are there original ideas anymore? Well, no, and a lot of the funny thing about this chat GPT is that people are like going, oh, that's what I was going to write anyway. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. It, and that's real artificial intelligence because it's not yeah. coming up with anything unique. It's coming up no. with the the collective learning of everyone who's trained the model. Yeah. And then and then learning as it does more training, you know. So, you know, people think of AI as like Skynet, you know, and it's going to like, it becomes, what do they say? It becomes self-aware and takes over the world because, you know, but that's not really what it is. It's like it's training, it's being trained by people. So anyway, so that's how I come to, so the old process, I'd go through all that, but I'd actually write a bunch of stuff out previously so instead and now i've got like a little buddy that's helping me instead of me having to write it out it's writing it out so i'm just suggesting yes. stuff and then it writes it out for me and then i can copy and paste some stuff and change it and then i can basically just make a suggestion and say i don't like this paragraph can you rephrase that and emphasize Amazing. more emphasize more on this than that and then it'll just yeah. it'll just go oh, okay yep Sure, sure thing. So it's really conversational. It's like you're talking to a person. It's actually amazing. Anyway, so then I so then I finish my blog post and I put it inside my Notion docs as where I store all of my stuff. And then I create a task inside Notion. Notion's like a 
like Google Docs type of platform. I create a task in that, and then I send it off to my VA, and I've got like the standard operating procedure where she follows all of these steps to actually put it into my blog. So basically, I've just got the blog post stored in Notion. She actually formats it into HTML, puts it in there, either creates an image, a blog image for me, or I've created one for her, and she, and she prepares it all inside my platform. So I save heaps of times time there. And then, so now we're at about Tuesday or Wednesday, she sends that back to me. I review that it's all okay and might make some final changes because I probably thought a bit more about it by then. And then I'll publish it on the blog. And then I've got another set of steps that I send back to her. So she'll create, she'll take that blog now and she'll take the first two paragraphs or I'll tell her which text to take. And then she'll create the email that goes out to my email list in, in my mm -hmm. email platform. She'll create the social posts in a platform that I use to, to send social posts to mo multiple platforms at that same time. So she'll shorten it all, create the images, resize images for each of the platforms. And then, and then she'll let me know when that's done. And then I'll go and review those things. So then we're at Thursday or Friday. And then I'll set them, I'll schedule them live for the following week. So basically my the process goes from Monday to the following Tuesday. So last last week's one went out this morning. Mm. So that's the sort of process I take. And that's the sort of thing that I used to have to do all by myself, like do all of that stuff by myself. So quite often, and you and I've had this discussion as well, you're just thinking, well, what I don't even know what I would use a VA for. And yeah, and actually, and as you're talking about it, I don't even know that I could use a VA for the same. I don't think I could use a VA for the same reasons you do. Mm, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah that's but, but I do think that, that the, I mean, I know I need a VA and I need to, I need to think through the things that I can actually use someone for. And I only say that because as a brand, mm. I've set myself up to be, it's like my language, my, and, and in control of that stuff. And I know that other businesses and other people who are brands, they've actually set it up from the get go that their social media is driven by someone else. So it's an expected yeah. voice or an expected way of doing it. I don't know. Yeah. 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 No, I, I think that's true, but just think of like at the moment, not all of your, you don't do all of your emails like as a blog post <gasps> as well. That's true. Because you would have to, and each one wouldn't take you that long, probably, if you did it yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you had a VA, like you could, you could literally write your email, and then your VA could be like a recipient of the email, mm -hmm. and then she would know that when she receives an email from you, that she's to go and then put that in your blog as a draft post, let you know when you've done it, and then you would just click the publish button. Yeah, and it's probably if you find an image and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and you could review it. Yeah, re review it or whatever. So you know, just those. It, it could be. It could be. Could be those extra things that you're not doing that would be beneficial over time because there's yeah. a fair bit of yeah. SEO value that could be gained from all of your emails. So it's just like taking your exactly. same work, taking your same work, leveraging it in different ways and different channels. You know, because a lot of work goes into each of those emails that go out on a Monday or whatever. So it would be good mm -hmm. if you could leverage those. So they, so the, the lifetime value is a bit longer. 
I completely agree. And I've got, yeah, there's so much that I need to do that I haven't done. Makes me feel a bit panicked, really. Oh, time no. of year you know yeah, yeah. you know do you know what it is it's almost like you feel like there's a like an expiry date on all of this there's an expiry date on your success and if you don't achieve all of these things that we're talking about then you're going to implode by whatever date and I know that's not true but that's what happens when you get that yeah. sort of spiral going in your head yep yep that's why I look at my monthly recurring revenue or something which is like a software as a service metric that everyone talks about and if it goes down yeah. I go, if if I have a month where it goes down, I'm like, oh, this business is over. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to go down and down and down to zero. Totally, totally. It's, you know, completely go to nothing. And then you have a month where you, you, you it, it's positive. It might only be like 20 bucks or something positive. And you're like, yes, man, this is going to the moon. This business, yeah. <laughs> this business is going to the moon. Totally. Uh, it's funny, but you, you are not your monthly recurring revenue. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's that. That's that. Getting blog posts out, like smashing them out. And that's, that's giving, awesome, Cam. Yeah. I just give me heaps of confidence as well. Cause I know like, like it's not a, it's not, it's not going to make you rich or anything necessarily writing one blog post every week. But I know, I know that the power of, search engine optimization over a long period of time being really consistent is really powerful mm -hmm. and like so it's a it's one of those difficult ones that i know i'm doing this work now but i'm not going to see any benefit to it from and for any real benefit like you'll get the benefit of like i send it out to my email list they'll see it some people might sign up whatever and, and that's the immediate stuff but the real benefit is like nine to 18 months from now when yeah. all of these one blog post a week till then and then you've got like 30 of them or something or mm. 60 of them or whatever and the compounding value of that becomes massive so that's what i'm trying to think about no that's yeah. great and in fact that just that has you said that you used me as your shining star but you see i've only gotten so far as in writing weekly email i i maybe one out of every five or six i blog so actually mm. i should just do the lot actually, there's no reason why i'm already sending it out to my email list there's no reason why i shouldn't just publish it on my blog yeah exactly cool do it do it build yeah. it into the process you know and then fantastic yep and then if you do a bit of like documentation around these things that you do add a few extra steps into them that someone else can do mm -hmm. and even if you don't hire a va now if you continue to do that over a short or medium period of time, you might end up finding, figuring out a bunch of stuff that you could take off your own plate, yeah. get, out of, get out of your own way to, it's not just about that, it's then to be able to release that time, to buy that time back, to do other things that you know you want to or should, you should do, but you just don't have time for because you're doing and, and, or, and you know, and it's not even time. It's, I mean, part of it is time, but a lot of it is creative thinking. Like mm. when your bandwidth is taken up with all of the tasks of all of the things that you could easily get someone else to do, there's actually just less creative energy left. And at the end of the day, you're yep. like, oh, I'm smashed. And all I've done is work in my business, yeah, doing yeah. business stuff, which yep. is great, but it's not what grows a business. Yeah, and a lot of these like repeated tasks that even don't take a lot of creative things, like you write it, 
but then you're like and then i get a, i get a brain frazzle when i because i'm trying mm. to do it because it's so because these tasks are like really simple and manual so i try and do like I'm moving from tab to tab or something because I'm, I'm copying and pasting here and I'm copying and pasting over here to get it all yeah. done. And that's actually really bad for your for focus. And then your your brain, if, you, if you're constantly doing that, switching the thing, things for the whole day, that really frazzles my brain. And at the end of the day, I don't feel good. Um, yeah. No, I, I'm the same. Like all of what I was just referring to wasn't at all creative. Like I wasn't thinking that I was doing creative stuff mm. now. My creative juices have gone. Actually, they're all tapped out because I've taken too much energy doing all the other manual things, yeah. yep. menial yeah, things, exactly. which are really important, but don't necessarily require a PhD for. No, exactly. Just get out of your, get out of your own way. Buy some, of your, way. buy some of your time back. And yeah. uh, I mean, I hardly even notice how much my, my VA costs. It's not, it's, it's extremely affordable yeah you can i actually wrote a blog post about it so if you go to trainingtilt.com click on the blog there's a yeah. post there does your coaching business need a va yeah that's a good read i think i put some stuff down there about how much it costs if you go if you outsource to a different country or you hire in your own country there's some options that mm -hmm. i put in there anyway but 100 percent worth it you just got to you just got to make sure that you do the work to get them set up properly. Because yeah. if yeah. you just fire them off a bunch of junk for them to do without giving them clear instructions or something, then there's no way that they'll be able to succeed in doing it because they don't know, they don't have any context of your business totally. or anything like that to begin with. So, you know, they just yeah. need clear, well-defined instructions to go and do the work so if you get a va that's the best you niche you should do that first go through that process of documenting the steps that you you do and that and that also gives a bit of safety in your business if anything happens to you that someone could come in and take over some of the things that, yeah, that totally. need to be done looking after your clients in some ways or whatever you know so even if you can't be there doing the creative stuff for a short amount of time and of course going on holiday and and actually turning turning yourself off from business for a little while, which I haven't done in quite a few years and been able to mm. do that, which would be nice at some point, even though it doesn't doesn't really bother me now, but you know. You know at some point it might. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, I've been talking too much as it is. Shoo, Never shoo. can. You barely talk in real life and oh, I know, I know. Can't. This I mean we've talked about this before. Save it up. I, this is a way to make force myself to talk for longer periods of time and uh, get my brain working in that different way where it doesn't doesn't necessarily work all the time. So it's been good. Yep. So thank you. Mickey. You're welcome. And and listeners from that one download that we've had so far. <laughs> it all starts you, somewhere, Cam, doesn't yes, it? Yes, yes, exactly. Well, this is episode six. We're probably a hit by now. Yeah, I reckon, probably. And just so before we go, Cam, one of, part of the things that I do, and, and we will go very soon, but I've been recipe developing for my next Monday's Matter Shredgeary course. It yes. starts in February. And so I have been making, today I made roast chicken tarragon with roast potato and cauliflower salad. Yesterday I did a sausage cauliflower rice tomato basil dish. The day before I did chicken tenders, the day before that I did salmon patties. I am mm. on recipe fire. Very good. Yeah. 
They're all sounds delicious too. Yeah. So what's right. dinner? Not too sure. I will get I think I'll get dinner made for me because I'm I've gone to I've gone to work today. Gone yeah. to the office today, so I'll I'll have my dinner made for me. I'll message on my home. But I'm guessing chicken salad. <laughs> that sounds that, great. That's in fact that's what it. I am having. because <laughs> ah, that's what we eat at home. Yeah. And, uh, not <laughs> not complaining because I, I I do love chicken salad as long as it's got plenty yeah. of mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. I'll make yeah. my own mayonnaise inspired by Mickey Willard. Oh, I'm so glad. I've touched many areas of your life. You have. You have. <laughs> All right. So we yeah. won't we won't podcast again before Christmas. So have, have Merry Christmas and catch you on the other side when you get back from Dunedin. Yeah, amazing. Merry All Christmas. Right. Okay. Like this. See ya. Bye.